When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready for some high adventure? Coming up next on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. This program is a Duads collaboration with Purple Radio. Content warnings may be found in the episode description. Duads presents The Three Musketeers, Episode 9, Court Intrigue and Dirty Tricks. Right, that's it. Dredge up that stupid courage that got you into this mess, and be damned if Monsieur D'Artagnan treats you like a grimaud. Like Mousqueton said, there is no shame in demanding what you deserve, and, uh, and you deserve better. <sighs> Whew. Whew. <clears throat> uh, Monsieur D'Artagnan, as you know, it has been two weeks since, uh, you have engaged me as your lackey for the sum of thirty sous per day. But, as you know, for some time now, I have not received my pay, and- As I know this, I know that. I know we don't have two sous to rub together. Do you know where all the money I've managed to scrounge up goes to, Planchet? Do you? Uh, It is not merely about pay. It goes to feeding you. You who do nothing all day and moan about jams and pies and tarts I sleep on the floor on one of your stinky, threadbare coverlets. As a free Parisian, as a worker with rights, I demand better. I deserve better. If my condition does not improve, I shall mm, seek employment elsewhere. (laughs) You'd be back to begging on Bridge Tunnel. And I would eat better for it. Why, you? You can hit me as hard as you like, Monsieur D'Artagnan, but but I will not be a grimaud to your Athos. Mon Dieu. I'm sorry, Planchet. I... Mad. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry, Planchet. <laughs> I'm pathetic. You don't need to stay for this. Uh, Monsieur D'Artagnan? <laughs> Just... I wanted to break something all day, like Pomponia's face. He was on watch with me again today, and he kept bumping into me and telling me that I wasn't ever going to be a musketeer. And and then when I got off duty, Aramis would not stop 
teasing me about my father's estates in Gascony, and for God's sake, I know no one in Paris, and I've been leeching off my friend's connections to feed us. And then just now, on my way up those blasted, useless, uneven stairs, I hit my shin and I'd forgotten the recipe for my mother's balsam. I had to look for it in a letter and it took so long to find the letter and I'm so useless and pathetic and I can't even support a servant. And my shin hurts and I'm so, so, so hungry. Uh, Mr. D'Artagnan, I, I feel like I should remind you that you did feed everyone for a month with the king's 40 pistoles. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't seen Constance in days. Not a word, not a letter. I'd gotten used to happening upon her by accident. She must hate me. I don't even know what I said. Oh, it, it'll be all right, Monsieur D'Artagnan. There, there. <sighs> Aramis was right about me. I shouldn't be here. I don't belong with the legendary three inseparables. I'm sure Monsieur Aramis was only joking. And... Bazin Mousqueton and Grimaud seem to like you well enough. Oh? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Monsieur D'Artagnan, if if this is a ploy to get me to stay... <laughs> Flanchet, no offense, but your service is not worth the shame of you seeing me in this dreadful state. But now that you've seen me like this, I couldn't possibly let you leave my service. Is that blanket really that stinky? It's worse. Here. Take my duvet and give me the coverlet. Huh? Uh, but, monsieur... Oh, that's an order. You deserve better. Ah. <laughs> it smells like my old horse. I should never have sold the thing. Thanks, Planchet. Monsieur, you... You wouldn't happen to have a bite to eat hidden away somewhere, would you? I do not. Now go sleep, Planchet. Uh, sleep? He who sleeps dines. <sighs> then I suppose I'll go have an eight-course meal, then. Ugh, at three in the afternoon. I'll just be here, thinking... Planchet, go get the door. But, but I haven't even finished dessert. Planchet, get the door. Honestly, what do I even not pay you for? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is Monsieur D'Artagnan in? Yes. Monsieur <sighs> D'Artagnan, a visitor for you. Uh, Monsieur... Monsieur! Mm. Uh, this is a matter of some urgency. May I come in? Please, have a seat. Uh, <clears throat> ah, <clears throat> Planchet, would you be so kind as to leave us? Ugh, I'll go polish off dinner. Pardon me, but what... I have heard of Monsieur d'Artagnan spoken of as a very brave young man, and this reputation which he justly enjoys has decided me to confide a secret to him. Speak, Monsieur, speak. 
I have a wife who is seamstress to the queen, monsieur, and who is not deficient in either virtue or beauty. I was induced to marry her about three years ago, although she had but very little dowry, because Monsieur Laporte, the queen's cloak-bearer, is her godfather and befriends her. Well, monsieur? Uh, Well, well, monsieur, my wife was abducted yesterday morning as she was coming out of her workroom. And by whom was your wife abducted? Oh, oh, I, I know nothing, surely, monsieur, but I suspect someone. And who is the person whom you suspect? A man who has pursued her a long time. Oh, the devil! But allow me to tell you this, monsieur, I am convinced that there is less love than politics in all this. Less love than politics? And what do you suspect? I... I do not know whether I ought to tell you what I suspect. Monsieur, I beg you to observe that I ask you absolutely nothing. It is you who have come to me. It is you who have told me that you have a secret to confide in me. Act, then, as you think is proper. There is still time to withdraw. No, monsieur, no. You appear to be an honest young man, and I will have confidence in you. I believe, then, that it is not on account of any intrigues of her own that my wife has been arrested, but because of those of a lady much greater than herself. Ah, ah. Can it be on the account of the amours of Madame de Bois-Tracy? Uh, uh, a little higher, monsieur. Higher. Of Madame de Guillaume? Still higher. Of Madame de Chevreuse? No. Of the... Yes, monsieur. And with whom? Uh, well, uh, with whom can it be, if not the Duke of... The Duke of... Mm. Yes, monsieur. But how do you know of all this? Uh, how do I know it? Yes, how do you know it? No half confidence, or you understand... I know it from my wife, monsieur. From my wife herself. Who learns it from whom? Uh, from from monsieur Laporte. Did I not tell you that she was the goddaughter of monsieur Laporte, the confidential man of the queen? Well, well, monsieur Laporte placed her near her majesty in order that our poor queen might at least have someone in whom she could place confidence. Abandoned as she is by the king, watched as she is by the cardinal, betrayed as she is by everybody. <clears throat> so my wife says. Ah, ah, it begins to develop itself. Now... My wife came home four days ago, monsieur. One of her conditions was that she should come and see me twice a week, for, as I had the honour to tell you, my wife loves me dearly. My wife then came and confided to me that the Queen, at that very moment, entertained great fears. Truly? Yes. The Cardinal, as it appears, pursues her and persecutes her more than ever. He cannot pardon her the history of the Saraband. You know the history of the Saraband? I don't. Uh, pardon? I didn't catch that? Of course I know it! Ah, so now it is no longer hatred, but vengeance. Indeed. And the Queen believes... Mm-hmm. Well, what does the Queen believe? She believes that someone has written to the Duke of Buckingham in her name. In the Queen's name? Uh, yes, uh, to make him come to Paris, and when once come to Paris, to draw him into some snare. Oh, the devil! But your wife, monsieur, what does she have to do with all this? Her devotion to the Queen is known, and they wish either to remove her from her mistress, or to intimidate her in order to obtain Her Majesty's secrets, or to seduce her and make use of her as a spy. That is likely. But the man who has abducted her, do you know him? I have told you that I believe I know him. His name? Oh, I do not know that. What I do know is that he is a creature of the Cardinal, his evil genius. 
But you have seen him. Yes. Yes. My wife pointed him out to me one day. Has he anything remarkable about him by which one may recognize him? Oh, certainly. He is a noble of very lofty carriage, black hair, swarthy complexion, a piercing eye, white teeth, and he has a scar on his cheek. A scar on his cheek? And that white teeth, a piercing eye, dark complexion, black hair, and haughty carriage, why? That's my man of Hmong. Uh, he is your man, you say? Yes, yes, but that has nothing to do with it. Uh, no, I am wrong. On the contrary, that simplifies the matter greatly. If your man is mine, with one blow I shall obtain the two revenges, that's all. But where to find this man? I know not. Have you no information as to his abiding place? None. One day, as I was conveying my wife back to the Louvre, he was coming out as she was going in, and she showed him to me. What the devil? The devil? All this is vague enough. From whom have you learned of the abduction of your wife? Uh, from Monsieur Laporte. Did he give any details? He knew none himself. And you've learned nothing from any other quarter? Yes, I have received... Uh... What? I fear I am committing a great imprudence. Oh, you always come back to that, but I must make you see that this time it is too late to retreat. I, I do not retreat, Mordieu. Besides, by the faith of Bonacieux... Wait, you call yourself Bonacieux? Uh, yes, that is my name. You said then, by the word of Bonacieux. Pardon me for interrupting you, but it appears to me that that name is familiar to me. Uh, possibly, monsieur. But I am your landlord. Ah... Ah, you're, you're my landlord. Then that means your wife is... Yes, monsieur, yes, I am the landlord. And as it is three months since you have been here, and though distracted as you must be in your important occupations, you have forgotten to pay me my rent, I say I have not tormented you a single instant. I thought you would appreciate my delicacy. How can it be otherwise, my dear Bonacieux? Uh, trust me, I am fully grateful for such unparalleled conduct, and... If, as I told you, I can be of any service to you. I believe you, monsieur. I believe you. And, as I was about to say, by the word of Bonacieux, I have confidence in you. And your wife, what was her name? Madame Bonacieux? Oh, her name is Constance. Oh, my dearest Constance Bonacieux. Oh, Constance. Ugh, I am sorry. Finish, then, You, what you were about to say. A letter? Which I received this morning. Do not seek your wife. She will be restored to you when there is no longer occasion for her. If you make a single step to find her, you are lost. At least, at least she is alive. But after all, it is but a menace. Yes, but uh, that menace terrifies me. I am, I am not a fighting man at all, monsieur. And I am afraid of the Bastille. Not for your wife? Hm. <laughs> I have no greater regard for the Bastille than you. If it were nothing but a sword thrust, why then- I have counted upon you on this occasion, monsieur. Yes? Seeing you constantly surrounded by musketeers of a very superb appearance, and knowing that these musketeers belonged to Monsieur de Treville and were consequently enemies of the Cardinal, I thought that you and your friends, while rendering justice to your poor queen, would be pleased to pay his eminence in ill turn. Oh, without doubt. And then I have thought about- that considering three months lodging, about which I have said nothing... Yes, yes, you've already given me that reason, and I find it excellent. Reckoning still further, that as long as you do me the honour to remain in my house, I shall never speak to you about rent. Oh, very kind. And adding to this, if there be need of it, meaning to offer you fifty pistoles, if against all probability you should be short at the present moment. Admirable. 
You are rich then, my dear Monsieur Bonacieux. Or care deeply for your wife? I am comfortably off, monsieur. That's all. I have <laughs> scraped together some such things as an income of two or three thousand crowns in the haberdashery business, but more particularly in venturing some funds in the last voyage of the celebrated navigator, Jean Moquet. Uh, so that you understand, monsieur, but... <gasps> what? Look, look yonder! It, it cannot be! My eyes must be playing tricks! Where? In the street, facing your window, in the embrasure of that door, a man wrapped in a cloak. No. It is, is he. he. Ah, this time. This time he will not escape me. Ah, D'Artagnan, good to... Move! See you. God, where are you going? The man of Mung. The man of... Well. Calm. Porthos. He will be back. Let us wait for Aramis upstairs. I'm sure Planchet can explain. You think the boy's caught up with him? Maybe he's dead, run through with a poisoned blade? It's been half an hour. I doubt it. D'Artagnan can make more trouble in five minutes than all of us can in a day. Don't doubt him. And you're some saint, are you? Blasphemy! Stop bickering, both of you. Look, here he comes. (sighs) 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 Well? Well... This man must be the devil in person. He has disappeared like a phantom, a shade, a spectre. Do you believe in apparitions, Porthos? I never believe in anything I have not seen. And as I have never seen apparitions, I don't believe in them. The Bible makes our belief in them a law. The ghost of Samuel appeared to Saul, and it's an article of faith that I should be very sorry to see any doubt thrown upon, Porthos. (laughs) At all events, man or devil, body or shadow, illusion or reality, this man is born for my damnation. For his flight has caused us to miss a glorious affair, gentlemen. An affair by which there were a hundred pistoles and perhaps more to be gained. A hundred pistoles? Now I'm listening. Uh, wait. Wait. Planchet. Ah, uh, you called, monsieur? Go down to my landlord, Monsieur Bonacieux and ask him to send me half a dozen bottles of Beaugency wine. Ah, you have credit with your landlord then? Yes, from this very day. And mind, if the wine is bad, we will send him to find better. We must use and not abuse. I always said that D'Artagnan had the longest head of the four. What's this about, boy? Pray, tell us. Unless the honour of any lady be hazarded by this confidence... In that case, you would do better to keep it to yourself. Uh, No, no. Earlier, I was contemplating our financial situation when I heard a knock at the door. And that's everything Monsieur Bonacieux told me. Not bad. And one may draw fifty or sixty pistoles from this good man. 
Then there only remains to ascertain whether these 50 or 60 pistoles are worth the risk of four heads. But there is a woman in the affair. A woman carried off. A woman who is doubtless threatened, tortured perhaps, and all because she is faithful to her mistress. Someone's got a crush. Careful, D'Artagnan. You grow a little too warm, in my opinion, about the fate of Madame Bonacieux. Woman was created for our destruction, and it's from her that we inherit all our miseries. Whoa, aren't you just a ray of sexist sunshine? We're really going to have to sit you down for a chat after this. It is not Madame Bonacieux that I'm, about whom I am anxious. Okay, well, maybe just a little. But the Queen... Whom the king abandons, whom the cardinal persecutes, and who sees the heads of all her friends fall one after the other. Then why does she love what we hate most in the world, the Spaniards and the English? Because she's Spanish, Aramis. And as to the second reproach, I've heard it that she does not love the English, but an English man. I'll have to admit, Buckingham is an Englishman worthy of being loved. I never saw a man with a nobler air than his. He scattered his pearls once at the Louvre. Pardieu, but I picked up two and sold them for ten pistoles each. Do you know him, Aramis? As well as you do, gentlemen, for I was among those who seized him at the garden at Amiens. Monsieur Poutage, the Queen's enquiry, introduced me at the ball. I was at school at the time, and the adventure appeared to me to be cruel for the king. But not too cruel for his eminence. Nah. If I knew where the Duke of Buckingham was, I'd take him by the hand straight to the Queen, if only to see the Cardinal's face, even if I lost my head. And did the mercer tell you, D'Artagnan, that the Queen thought that Buckingham had been brought over by a forged letter? She is afraid so. And now I am convinced that Constance's abduction is connected. Ah, D'Artagnan's worried about Constance. Isn't he cute? Hmm. Understandable. Adorable. We're digressing from the point. Hmm. You know, I have just remembered something. Ah, here he goes. Yesterday, I was at the house of a doctor of theology whom I sometimes consult about my studies. (laughs) Naturally. Now, at the moment when I left his house... Yes, at the moment you left his house... I, well, so this doctor has a niece. Ah, he has a niece. Tell me, Aramis, is she wild for theology? She is a very respectable lady. (laughs) Fine, (laughs) laugh if you doubt me. I won't tell you what I know. (laughs) I did not laugh. You smiled. That's worse coming from you. Go on, go on. We shall be mute as tombstones. This niece sometimes comes to see her uncle, and by chance was there yesterday at the same time I was, and it was my duty to offer to conduct her to her carriage. Ah, she has a carriage then, this niece of the doctor. A nice acquaintance, my friend. Has anyone told you you are one of the most indiscreet men in Paris? A pity your lovemaking skills don't make up for it. Oi! This is serious. Aramis, continue, please. At once. A tall, dark gentleman, just like yours, D'Artagnan, came towards me, accompanied by five or six men who followed about ten paces behind him. 
and in the politest tone, Monsieur Duke, he said to me, and your madame, continued he, addressed the lady on my arm. The doctor's niece on your arm? Scandalous. Hold your tongue, Porthos. Your behaviour is insupportable. Will you enter this carriage, and that without offering the least resistance, without making the least noise? He took you for Buckingham. I believe so. Buckingham must be ridiculously attractive, then. He is. But the lady? He took her for the Queen. Nothing escapes you, Gascon, does it? Well, the fact is, Aramis is of the same height, and something of the shape of the Duke. But it nevertheless appears to me that the dress of a musketeer... I wore an enormous cloak. In July? Is the doctor afraid that you may be recognised? I can comprehend that the spy may have been deceived by the person, but the face... I had a large hat. What precautions for the study of theology? We're losing time. We need to find Constant, the mercer's wife. Uh, Is she really so important? I mean... To you personally, sure, but... She is goddaughter to Laporte, the confidential valet of the Queen. Besides, it has perhaps been Her Majesty's calculation to seek on this occasion for support so lowly. High heads expose themselves from afar and the Cardinal is long-sighted. Well, make a good bargain with the Mercer. Ah, save me, gentlemen! Oh, for the love of heaven, save me! There are four men come to arrest me! Ah, save me, save me! Wait! It is not courage that is needed, it is prudence. We can't just- D'Artagnan is right. Do as he says. Again, he has the longest head of the four. Where is he? Where is that man? Come in, gentlemen, come in. Uh, You are here in my apartment, and we are all faithful servants of the king and cardinal. Oh, what? But, 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 Monsieur D'Artagnan- Then, gentlemen, you will not oppose our executing our orders. On the contrary, gentlemen, uh, we would assist you if it were necessary. I believe you were looking for this man. Oof! Uh, monsieur, uh, uh, but but you promised me. What in the hell is he doing? Shut up and wait. We can only save you by being free ourselves, and if we appear inclined to defend you, they will arrest us too. Come, gentlemen, come. I have no motive for defending Monsieur. I saw him today for the first time, and he can tell you on what occasion... He came to demand the rent of my lodging. Is that not true, Monsieur Bonacieux? Answer. Uh, that, that is the very truth. But, but Monsieur does not tell you. <laughs> a word about me, my friends, and most importantly, the Queen, or you will ruin everybody without saving yourself. Come, come, gentlemen, remove the man. You are a shabby old fellow, my dear. You come to demand money of me, of a musketeer, to prison with him. Gentlemen, once more, take him to prison and keep him under key as long as possible. That'll give me time to pay him. (laughs) Many thanks, Monjo. Ah, wait. May I not drink to your health and you to mine? Why, the traitorous little shit. Quiet. To honour. Then to you, Monsieur. (gasps) Most kind. And above all others, to that of the king and the cardinal. Right then. Must be off now. Places to go, people to arrest. 
Uh, uh, you're going to take me to where? Oh, no, 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 not at the Bastille. And I'm over there. I've done nothing wrong. Let me go. Let me go. Don't tell me you're taking me to the Bastille. What was that? Shame. Shame for four musketeers to allow an unfortunate fellow who cried for help to be arrested in their midst. And a gentleman to hobnob with a bailiff. I agree with Athos. You really are as thick as a brick. I, I, I must be going mad. Do you approve of the boy? You, a shining beacon of gentlemanly virtue. Athos! I do indeed. I not only approve of what he has done, but I congratulate him upon it. But... but... But why? <sighs> with Bonacieux taken, we gain time to find his wife without ourselves being suspected. But, 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 oh, oh, I get it. It doesn't rid me of this scummy feeling, however. All settled then? Right. <clears throat> well, all for one, one for all. That is our motto, is it not? But. Hold, Hold out, out your, your hands. hands. Fine. All, all for one, 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 and one, one for all. For all. Right. I feel like Ponce. Let's not do that again. I'm gonna go wash my hands. From this moment, gentlemen, we are at feud with the Cardinal. We hope you've enjoyed episode 9 of The Three Musketeers. The cast in order of appearance was Jay Figueredo as Planchet, Alex Kamesh as D'Artagnan, Sam Turnbull as Bonacieux, Matthew McConkie as Athos, Aaron Cotagoncar as Porthos, Peter Furbank as Aramis, Megan Ratcliffe as Guard. The Three Musketeers was jointly directed by Nicole Baltablanco, Lauren Brewer, Sanya Saraf, and Daniel Mahala. Music was created by Oli Fab. Main theme by Oli Fab and Kat Patalis. Editing was done by Ord Hoagie. Our Foley artists were Natalia Uemlianen-Stone and Jay Figueredo. This show is based off Alexandre Dumas' The Three Musketeers. Scripts were written by Jay Figueredo, Matthew McConkie, Giselle Ilkton-Salman and Sam Turnbull. The producer team was Sophie Tice, Victoria Lee Baruffalo, Thomas Tomlinson and Jay Figueredo. For a full list of cast and crew, see our website. I'm Emily Tarbuck. Want to support the show? Come join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash duads. That's D-U-A-D-S. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening to Thursday Thrillers right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike, and Sunday Showcase bringing you the very newest in audio releases from our United Artists of Audio right here on the Mutual Audio Network. This is the Mutual Audio Network, listening and imagining together. <laughs>